all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Today, we're going to talk about the safety of essential oils. When I started using essential oils, I got in through a friend and she kind of gave me a bunch of information on essential oils, but the one thing that was never talked about was safety. It was always just kind of alluded to me that it's natural and it's safe and I don't have to worry about safety and that's the furthest thing from the truth. These plants are powerful. They are amazing, but they need to be used in a safe manner and the one thing I definitely didn't know is that not all essential oils are safe for children and kids. So today we're going to be talking with Cassandra Wilder. She is a naturopathic doctor and she's going to talk to us about the safety of essential oils. Cassandra, thank you so much for joining us today. I've been really excited about this. I've been wanting to talk about essential oils for a while, but I just myself didn't have enough knowledge. So I'm so glad that you're willing to join us today. Do you want to explain to our listeners about who you are and what you do? Sure. Thank you so much, Laura, for having me on the show. So my name is Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor. And one of the modalities that we did learn in naturopathic school is essential oils. And I think like many people, I actually grew up in Utah, which is the mecca of essential oil companies. They're all based out of Utah. And so I always knew of people working with essential oils, but my knowledge base was incredibly limited. It was from, you know, some essential oil representative teaching me what they knew. And so it wasn't until I started to study essential oils in more of a uh, education setting that I realized just how profound of a healing tool they can be, but also how grossly misused they are, which is why we're seeing so many people actually harm themselves with essential oils. So I'm really excited to give people a little more insight into essential oils so that they can actually use them effectively and safely. Yeah, and that's exactly what um, I've kind of been wanting to do with a lot of people. I know when we were talking the other day, I was giving you an example, and it's kind of crazy because I've known a little bit to be dangerous with the essential oils, but I had no idea on the power of the essential oils. You know, when my dogs were sick, I got a book on pets and aromatherapy and we started doing things. And one of the safe uh, essential oils was frankincense. And I just happened to diffuse frankincense in our hallway and we have a puppy and it's probably, I mean, it's on a table, but it's probably like a dresser size table. And he usually lays at the top of the stairs. So it's pretty close to where he's laying. And I noticed the one day I was uh, diffusing a frankincense, but it was one of those mixture of frankincense. Mm. And I noticed he started throwing up and he just didn't seem right. And I, it like dawned on me, could it have anything to do with the essential oils? I unplugged the essential oils. I aired everything out. He was fine, but it just made me realize how powerful these are and they could be used for the power of good but if we don't have the proper knowledge we could have done you know harm to something that i would have never wanted to harm my animal and um you know it kind of woke me up to okay we really have to um 
be cognizant in what we're doing. And once I started learning more about essential oils, I realized, okay, this is a lot more than like you were saying to a rep giving you some information because there is, there's serious education that does go around this. And I think we should have a better understanding of what we're doing. Yes. And what you experience sadly is so common, especially with pets and children and infants, because a lot of the things that would work just fine for us are completely different for them. Exactly. So why don't we get this started and you talk a little bit about the plant and how much, I don't think we realize how much of the plant goes into some of these essential oils. Yes, it's pretty insane when you actually look at the research in it and really realize how much plant material goes into making just a tiny little bottle of essential oils, which is why they're spendier. So for example, just to like get this, uh, get this into a tangible form for people, to make one pound of rose essential oil, one pound, it takes 5,000 pounds of rose petals. I can't even comprehend how big of a container can hold 5,000 pounds of rose petals. So that's why essential oil is to $250 because it takes so much plant material to make it. And then we look at something like lemon essential oil to make one little bottle, a 15 milliliter bottle of lemon oil. It takes 75 lemons to make that. And so this is what's concerning when we go, say, on Pinterest and we see, you know, a recipe for lemon chicken or something and we're putting 10, 15 drops in this recipe, your body is not ready nor really capable of handling that much of the raw plant material. You would never put 15 lemons, you know, in a recipe, but we don't think about these things with essential oils. And I think especially in the Western world, we have this tendency to think, more is better. And so when you're really looking at essential oils, you have to remember the essential oil is the plant blood of whatever plant you, you know, are extracting this from. And so you're really getting the vital oils of it. And very, very little oil comes from a lot of raw plant material. So I think this goes into the necessity to actually respect the plants as well, because when you're using a recipe or again, seeing some sort of recipe um, on Pinterest to make a capsule or something like that, and you're putting 10, 15 drops into it, not only is that likely very harmful for your body, but that's also really disrespecting the hundreds, if not thousands of plants that went into making that tiny little amount of oil. Yeah. And that's, that's a great point because yeah, like you were saying, if you were making, you know, chicken with lemon, you would never put that much lemon on a chicken and to, you know, I know people that put, and we'll get to this in a minute too, but put essential oils in their water and one, it's not diluting it properly too. I mean, I've known people that'll do like five to 10 drops of lemon and you would never ever drink that much lemon in your water throughout the day. Yep, exactly. So the next thing that really, and this kind of rocked my world when I was learning about essential oils is kids and safety and just really anybody with safety, but really the kid part hit me because I know when my kids were little, you know, someone gave me a bottle of it was supposed to help them during sickness. And they're like, just put a couple drops on their feet or their head. One, I didn't realize it was a hot oil. And my kids soon taught me what a hot oil was as they're screaming. And two, I didn't know that there was oils in that blend that actually weren't 
kids safe. Mm. And the scary part for me was I originally got into the whole holistic wellness field because when my daughters were little, they were asthmatic. And here I'm using oils that could actually make their asthma worse. Once I found out about the whole kid safety and it really kind of, I don't want to say made me scared to use essential oils, but it definitely made me think a lot more. Um, So you want to talk to us a little bit about safety and kid safety with essential oils? Sure. And you just touched on such an important point. There are some essential oils, like you said, that we would never want to use on infants or children. And those would include things like cypress and eucalyptus. They can cause damage, especially to the lungs, but they are so often in these blends. And then again, as a mom, you don't think about something like that. You think it's essential oils. It's probably okay. Uh, The big thing with kids is that they must always be diluted if you're putting them topically on their skin, especially if they are hot oils. And you could think of the hot oils as, you know, kind of the, the spices you might have in your cabinet, things like thyme and basil and oregano, oils that are super caustic. And children's skin is so much more sensitive than our own. So even if you're just putting it on the bottom of their feet, it's very likely that they'll start to develop redness and have some form of a reaction. So the key thing is you always want to dilute essential oils for kids by 15 to 30% with a carrier oil. And a carrier oil is something like coconut oil or olive oil, jojoba oil, some sort of neutralizing oil that's going to help remove the heat and also help your essential oils go much further. You really only need one drop, especially with kids. I would go so far though to say even with adults, one drop generally is plenty for anything that you're doing. Yeah. And that's really where I've kind of been with the essential oils. It's like one drop in, I use a lot of coconut oil or an almond oil. And um, really a lot of the stuff we've been using is just kind of a diffusing um, just because, you know, I, I don't want to cause any harm, but I like my house to smell nice. But one of the crazy things, and I love the fact that you brought eucalyptus up because that was the one that really kind of, and you think of eucalyptus, especially if anyone has like a chest cold, like, oh, that'll be good for that. And not realizing, no, don't use that. And the other one that got me with kids was a uh, peppermint. I had no idea peppermint was not safe around kids. Mm. And that kind of like, I mean, I was using peppermint from everything. I mean, chapsticks, you name it, peppermint was in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's another one too. We don't think about during pregnancy, but using peppermint essential oil will dry up your milk. And so it's super common to see women that are getting into the essential oil world. You know, they've got a new baby or something like that. And they start to notice their milk stores dry up pretty, pretty dramatically and very quickly. And it again comes back to we're just not being educated about essential oils and no one took that opportunity to explain, hey, (laughs) there are certain times when you don't want to use these oils. Yeah. And that's good. I didn't even know about the peppermint for uh, lactating women. So that's actually, that's something new to me. That's pretty, that's pretty wild because how many of those, um, you know, rub mixtures that are for joints and they have peppermint in them and, you know, as you're pregnant, you know, your back's hurting and you're putting it on your lower back, mm-hmm, you know, exactly. that's, that's kind of crazy. So that's awesome to know that. Um, and the other thing that I really never realized, and we touched on it briefly was dilution. Like I just always figured essential oils are safe and you know, you could put them right on your skin and, 
or right in your bathtub or right in your Epsom salts, not realizing that one, you have to dilute them properly so they disperse evenly. And the fact that, you know, you want these dilution rates and a lot of it seems to be, you want to play around 1% if you're not working with somebody that's trained in this. Yes, absolutely. It's better to just err on the side of caution. Yeah, that was to me, that was kind of crazy. And actually uh, for you, uh, anybody out there listening, I actually found online a dilution rate calculator because I am horrible in math. <laughs> and uh, when I found this out, I like, we have, um, I actually got a magnet um, for it and we have it on the fridge because my kids, they're older, they're, well, not older, older, but they're teenagers now. And they'll make like um, chapsticks and stuff like that with it. So we put the dilution rates right on the refrigerator. So that way, if they're making something, they can quick look, which really they're generally only putting a drop in, you know, their big mixture they're making. Um, because originally when we were making them, we were putting like a drop of essential oil of like each fragrance in one tube. And when we learned about that, we were like, oh my goodness, we had to throw all those batches out that we made because that was crazy high. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about is ingesting. I know there is so much conflicting information out there. If ingesting oils is safe, is it not safe? I know one company, and I'm sure you probably know more too, in particular that have kind of said that, oh, you could ingest our oils, they're safe. And can you talk to us a little bit about ingesting? Yes. Like you said, it's kind of a controversial topic because there are some people that say never ever ever ingest them and then there are a lot of these companies that say well ours is good enough quality so it should be okay the biggest thing to say here is to proceed with caution most of the time it's unnecessary to actually ingest it your skin is usually the best mode of use with essential oils because your skin has natural barriers in place so if there's something your skin does not want to absorb it will not absorb it whereas when you put something right into your digestive system your body does not have a choice it now has to process it if you are going to ingest it then if you are using a very high quality essential oil so that means not buying essential oils at TJ Maxx or you know these these brands where you can buy an entire bottle for six or seven dollars then really one drop is all you need and it should be in a capsule with some sort of carrier oil like coconut oil so that's going to help bind it and neutralize it so that it's not actually burning your stomach or your intestines um, I do not recommend putting essential oils right into your water and you'll notice if you do this, you'll see it separate. We know that oil and water don't mix. And so every time I see someone putting, you know, a couple drops of grapefruit or lemon into their water, all I can think about is, you know, their throat and their digestive system and how this hot oil that maybe we don't think of as caustic is going right onto their tissue. And that's what can cause issues over time. The same thing with cooking with essential oils. Is it really necessary? I don't think so. I think it's better to really think of your essential oils as a, a medicine or something like a first aid go-to rather than something we just willy-nilly throw into our everyday life. That's perfect. And I, I love that idea. And, you know, I always tell people too, if you think you might need to go to that level of ingesting 
really try to reach out to somebody, somebody like yourself that has that knowledge behind them of it, you know, because these plants are so amazingly potent and they really do work for a lot of things. I have seen um, essential oils really help people. I know for me, I am super high stress. So I love my Melissa hydrosol. Like I live off of that stuff <laughs> that gets sprayed all over the place and it just helps me relax. And I know my one daughter, she's a big fan of lavender. She really feels that that helps her sleep better at night. So they're definitely super powerful. I don't think we should be scared to use them. I just think we need to be knowledgeable in using them just like everything else. So Cassandra, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And if you want, um, if you could just share a little bit about um, where they can go for more information about you. And I think you have a podcast. So if you'd like to share that. Awesome. Yeah. If anyone wants to connect with me, they can find me at goddessceremony.com. And that's where I do my consultations online and we lead women's wellness retreats. And then I'm also the host of the Goddess Ceremony podcast, where we talk a lot about science and spirituality and the bridge between the two worlds. That's awesome. So guys, go check out Cassandra online. Listen to her podcast. I actually listened to her podcast, The Herbals and Hormones. It was fantastic. And she actually was talking about the raspberry tea leaf that I'm a big fan of. So it was nice to hear that. She's got <laughs> some great information out there. And Cassandra, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today and for all the information. Thank you so much, Laura. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Cassandra. She is a wealth of information, so definitely go check out her podcast. And don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you next week.